I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, observing, being open to what you see, a 100-day project, AI tools, a little bit of paint, habits and morning writing, and more. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 484, Habit Stack and Yellow Roses. So, hello. I like the title, I think. But it probably won't mean what you might expect. Habit stack and yellow roses. Probably not. You know what they say about judging a book by its cover. Because the last part of the show I prepared was about a little free library moment. I felt like whimsy needed to be in the title, but I'm going to keep it short. Habit stack and yellow roses. It could be morning writing and yellow roses or... The roses could be next, morning ritual, and a substack. So many directions, all of them true. All of them giving you a different window into what the next 20 or so minutes weave together. So many directions. Ever feel like a kaleidoscope and you can just twist the wheel and everything falls into a new and maybe equally compelling pattern of possibility? of color, and life. Well, I do. And now we could call it kaleidoscope and creative routines, or mix and match so many words. I could ask chat GPT. Actually, I might do that. We'll see what it says. But first, let's start, because days pile upon days, upon days, upon days. And with a smattering of birthdays, maybe not quite enough to call it or qualify it as a smattering, but calling it that preserves some tiny illusion on my part of privacy. With that smattering, I am swept up once again in utter confusion at where time went, at how so many years can have passed at how we have all moved through many stages of life now, passing into different phases and roles, often without even realizing we've crossed a threshold until we see the tripwire glowing behind us. No turning back. So, birthdays. Ones that make me stop and look back, but on my own, quietly, wistfully, Time keeps spinning and weaving illusions float through my mind and cocoons and I follow these a bit and feel sad and feel the change and see the changes coming and how it all keeps falling through my fingers. Days upon days upon days. So today... A few updates, really, that's what this will be, a few updates, a few random moments and images. I know that these things will come up. We'll set you up a little table of contents here at the beginning. Never do that. One, observing and being open to what you see. Two, 
Substack, new writing, please follow. Three, morning writing and a habit stack. Four, 100 day project, a pretty obliquely so, but mentioned. AI tools is number five. And six, a little bit of paint. And underneath everything, the illustrated journal, quiet philosophy, the endless search for meaning and for community, and the importance of staying true to your creative voice, even as you continue to build habits, push, explore, and make meaning. All in all, a regular show of sorts. So with that, I was walking into the grocery one day recently, and I passed a man coming out, an older gentleman, wearing jeans, a zip-up vest, black vest, I think, and a yellow baseball cap. A yellow baseball cap and carrying yellow roses. I smiled seeing him walking across the parking lot, smiled at the fact that there are people in this world who do this. Bye roses, wear yellow hats, wear yellow hats and buy yellow roses, I would assume, for someone else. I don't really remember what he was wearing, not with specificity. My impression was older gentleman, denim, yellow baseball cap, yellow roses. The yellow hat and yellow roses captivated me. It was just so charming so whimsical. I wished I hadn't been moving and could have managed to take a photo. It was a moment I wanted to add to my journal. Those are the moments I want to draw, the people I want to draw, the images I want to capture and then record. It takes me right back to that slices of life, those contours, sitting in my car snapping photos of people passing by. And I still try to do it but I don't seem to be quite in the same situations now where I am able to do it quite the same way. But I really wish that I had a little sequence of this man walking out with his yellow hat and his yellow roses. The little girl in front of me today in line had on a rainbow striped gauzy skirt of some form, a burst of cute. And I didn't really want to draw her, but that little rainbow skirt was just precious. I spend a lot of time parked and waiting for medical appointments. And this has been true for a long time, but that reality has increased. And one day last fall, I was parked and waiting and I was looking ahead of me at the houses that were all lined up and This is the story of a little free library of seeing and stopping and looking. And as I got ready to include it here today, knowing that it had really, really captivated me and that I had planned to mention it at the time and never did, I went looking, looking for whatever I had jotted down. And it is indeed the story of a little free library one that looks exactly like the house that it stands in front of, one that I almost didn't see and then did. And I'm going to actually read the note, the whole note about it, at the end of the show. 
it's a San Francisco houses moment in some ways. It's also a reminder to look, to see, to find the silver linings, to let yourself be delighted. But it's just a little bit longer than fitting in right here the way I thought it might. So that will be coming at the end. These little moments are ones that I try and notice. Even if I won't remember them for long into the future, the noticing, it seems, it always seems that the noticing matters or that it should matter, that in some way this has significance and meaning, this act of noticing. I had a chat with chat GPT a few weeks ago and a few times since then, and really it surprised me. I have spent so much of my life believing in individual voice and in the fact that writing is a craft, an art, a skill, and that weaving words is something everyone does and can do, but that writers do in different ways, ways unique to them. Punctuation and cadence and phrasing and vocabulary, all part of a fingerprint of sorts, the writer's voice. And I think artists have this as well, a unique voice. AI-generated text and art both are chipping away at things, and it's complicated. It is a complicated landscape. And that is generally what I say. When asked, I say, it's really complicated. And I don't view the art and the writing as exactly the same in terms of the issues But in both cases, it is complicated. But I did have a chat with ChatGPT, and I have done so since then, and I can see doing it again in the future. And I found it fascinating. On the flip side of the fascinating, I do worry so much about writers and writing and jobs and people and futures and holding things together long enough But the chat was really interesting. I talked to Alexa too. Some days it feels like the most back and forth communication I have might be with Alexa. I even spent some time, some more time with MidJourney this week. Without a paid account, I can only generate a handful of images. And I wasted a few of those a couple of months ago without even realizing what I was doing. I didn't understand what I was doing and I wasted the first few. But with the 100-day project that I started this week, I thought, hmm, maybe I could generate some inspiration photos. I wonder what it would crank out, what it would show me. I've spent a good bit of time gathering images that I might use to draw for this project. And I thought, I wonder what it will show me what it might show me that's even a little different than what's already out there. Someone in our group did that for a project during Inktober last year, and it was really, really fascinating to see the AI images that she created and that she then used as her own prompts for her own art project. So thinking about that again, and with my own 100-day project now in progress, I was curious what the AI might generate for me. The images I need are really basic. They're concrete. 
It's not something that is rooted in imagination. It is an actual thing. And I just thought, let's see what kinds of this thing it creates for me. And I think I was doing this very late and into the middle of the night. I might have turned up better results at a different time. And I wasted a good bit of time trying to figure out how to locate the images again once they were created because there is a constant stream of slash imagine jobs processing around the clock. 24-7, there are jobs in process and processing and images popping up. But the results were very good. I think I generated three different sets and maybe the first one was the one most off for what I wanted, for what I intended, but it gave me a really clear sense of where I had gone wrong in giving words to indicate what I wanted. As an ex-English teacher, teaching process writing has always been a favorite of mine in some ways. If you have to teach basic English, process is very interesting. It's very logical. It's very routine. But it's also interesting. Helping students understand that in true process writing, you can't leave things out. You can't leave things open to interpretation or assume that a reader will simply know or understand or have prior knowledge that makes certain things obvious. Specificity matters. If you don't tell the user to pick up or use a knife before you tell them to spread the peanut butter on the bread, and they have been instructed to do only exactly as you say, literally, they will and should spread peanut butter with their hands. Specificity matters. And when you start using words to describe the kind of image you want, specificity really matters. And there are a bunch of variables you can use to further control things. But you don't want to leave out the little details that you are taking for granted. So I need to try it again, but it was really interesting to see what happened the first time, how they changed the second time, even the slight differences the third time. And I think if I did it again and really sat and thought through my entire prompt, it would be even better. For something other than the simple things that I'm drawing for the 100 days, I just think it could be really, really eye-opening. I have seen some amazing examples. I don't want to waste the few credits I have left on what I'm doing right now. I don't really need to, so I'm just going to tuck it all aside and go back to it later. But I do pop in and look at some of what's being generated. I think some of it's incredible. I... I see some artists on Instagram who are already generating just amazing sequences of work that they're going to then use in their own work. And it's interesting. And yes, I know it's really complicated. It's complicated. It's a complicated discussion. And people have all kinds of opinions and ideas and fears and hopes and everything else, all the feelings about it. So it is complicated. But it is also worth understanding what these discussions are about and seeing how they work. If I had enough money to pay for all the monthly tools I would like to use, <laughs> I would rule the world. Yeah, well, probably not. I don't even want to. But I can imagine that a lot of things would be much easier. Things would be more organized. 
I could probably generate a week's worth of drawing potter at a time or a month. I mean, really, people are generating all kinds of portraits, and I would just love to be spitting out those portraits. Ooh, that's an idea. I could spit out my next portrait sequence for next October. Ooh, that'd be fun. Hmm, that'd be fun. But anyway, if I had all these tools, I would waste less time, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so on. I've been spinning out in all kinds of directions. So, here's just a little recap. First, I want to say that I have started a substack, and I really hope you will go sign up there, illustratedlife.substack.com. I jumped really spontaneously when I decided to do this. I decided not to overthink it, not to look twice, just to do it. I am super excited, really. I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. It feels like I should have been doing this all along, right? Blogging my way through life, through all of this, and back before the podcast, like way before, I did. I blogged. I lost my favorite URL long before the podcast, and I will always regret that. But for years, I blogged. So why now? Why does Substack feel different? I don't know. Maybe a bunch of reasons and maybe none. But I am excited again, and that is not lost on me that I am excited about this. Excited again, excited anew, new space, new simplicity. There's something. There's something there for me. And I'm just getting started, and I'm fighting the temptation to overwrite, to do too much, I'm still working out what works and what doesn't because I doubt that readers, you, want to get book-length emails from me all the time. I get it. I understand. So I'm thinking through how to better structure things, how to show up regularly and routinely and with a weekly roundup, and at the same time, streamline what you actually receive in your inbox. Still sorting it out. And it may take a little bit before I find quite the right balance. But I appreciate that some of you went ahead and decided to follow there. It is free to follow. I think I'll also be sharing Illustrate Your Week prompts there. Why I never posted them on the podcast blog, I don't know. I've always felt sort of like I was protecting them because I tend to be very hmm, cautious and maybe suspicious of the world at large, and nothing about Substack changes that. But again, I decided not to overthink it at this point. So I think I'm going to put Illustrate Your Week there each week too. It makes sense to me somehow to put this on the Substack. So I'll still post it on Instagram on Sundays, but I also hope to post it at Substack. So if you're not an Instagram user, it will be someplace else you can find it. I am excited that some of you have already followed and that some of you who received the CMP newsletter shifted over to sign up there. Thank you for that. It was really nice and gratifying to see that some of you went ahead and did that, that you went ahead and supported what I'm doing without question that way. I have been spending some more time at Instagram in different ways recently too, and I know not everyone uses Instagram and not everyone uses all features of Instagram. 
And the continued changes at Instagram do worry me. They leave me especially concerned that I will end up seriously adrift. So I'm pushing in all kinds of different ways and pushing at Substack, but also definitely showing up a little differently even at Instagram just because I want to, because I want to. Number two, I am also writing every day before I start my day. This is new. This is something new again, something I am trying to get back to, but it feels a little different. It is a little different. I don't really want to dive into it more than that yet in terms of what exactly I'm doing because I have some conflicted feelings, but I am loving the habit that I am rekindling and building once I am finally out of bed because sometimes I linger doing this or that on my phone. Once I'm up and dressed, I make coffee, I move to the table, and the first thing, I snap a photo of my simple notebook cover, a pen, and maybe a mug. And the photo has become part of the ritual or the habit stack. It really has. And then I make sure that my computer and everything is pushed out of the way. I turn on the stopwatch on my phone and I write. And at the end, I jot down the time. The time doesn't really matter. You're probably wondering, why is she doing that? But it doesn't really matter. And yet, when I first started, I was curious, how long will this really take me? And then I was surprised at how little time it took. So the next day I did it again, thinking, well, maybe that was a fluke. And pretty much every time, every day, it's within a minute, more or less, of the average time. It has shown me how little time this habit really requires. This habit, which could be profoundly meaningful on a personal level, how little time it requires. I've thought about not starting the timer, and yet I always do. It, too, is part of this little habit stack. And then after I'm done, I've been posting to my Instagram stories, the photo. It's become a really simple accountability step. Probably no one seeing the story cares, but there's something about it for me that it is an important part of the process. It is part of the stack. This has become already a really meaningful part of my day, an important part I'm trying not to overthink it in terms of what I think is actually happening here, but it is important already. It is meaningful. I haven't missed. I don't want to miss. I don't allow myself to miss. I think it is a really healthy habit that I'm building too, putting off, turning on my work light each morning until I've done this. Three, I'm using more paint these days. Some of you know that I have been talking quite a bit about paint. And I'm really working to make that a more natural part of my process. In recent weeks, it's meant that I have filled pages black and white throughout the week and then added color on Fridays and Saturdays, which has worked. But this week, I added color at various points in the week, thankfully leaving myself less to do on Saturday. Saturdays generally have enough stuff anyway. And I think that worked. 
was different. I think there's an unexpected acclimation process of just changing up how I do it. There's almost this whole second layer of working on my pages, which I never had to worry about before. So I don't know. I'm still sorting things out and sorting out my relation to color and even to how I fill space on the page now. It all feels very different, similar but different. Partly I love it. Partly it confuses me sometimes. But the I love it part is bigger, it's larger. So I hope that I'm learning and evolving and shifting in ways that will continue to approach what I want. And I also find that I'm constantly trying to pull back in more and more of my black and white, trying to maintain the style that I already have, finding this balance with the color, good balance of pen and ink and the color. And I'm just having a really good time doing it. Sometimes it works better than others. Sometimes I think that I'm going to really have this kind of look and feel in a week and then I pull out a color that completely throws everything and I end up with the biggest hodgepodge ever. And that is so sort of, so sort of how things go in my illustrated journal anyway. So it's all good. Number four, I do have a 100 day series started, which I have already alluded to. And as I said, it will be an oblique mention. It has already generated a lot of feelings for me and some creative angst and some creative reckoning with myself because I think sometimes it can be really hard when you put stuff out there. And so I've been writing a little bit about that and I'm not quite done. I chose simply, I think and hope that I chose well. I chose something that arose almost out of nowhere right around the time that I was making my list of 100-day options. I was just thinking about it. I had even said in my drawing group that, oh, I would probably do portraits in circles, and that's not at all what I'm doing. Something else came up, and I thought, hmm, I wonder, I wonder. And I definitely am not one to sidestep serendipity. And so this thing came up and I thought about it and thought, I think that would intrigue me for a hundred days. And so going with it. And I did do a few tests early on and I sort of said, Hey, did anybody notice this? And no, nobody noticed this. I'm still not going to say what it is. I mean, it's out there. It's, it's there. It's not like it's a secret, but I feel a little protective right now still. And the first days and weeks always open things up to some potential letdown. I want to make sure that it's going to move forward. So we'll talk about it a different day. If it really, really takes hold for me, I think that it has a lot of symbolic, symbolic value as well as room for some play with paint and some practice drawing and perspective and at the same time embracing of everything wonky in the world with how I see. So there's something about this that I am, I'm really excited about it actually. And 
I've already done several days and did several days before it ever officially started just to see how I felt. I never go into these things without doing a little bit of a test to make sure that I think I'm going to like what I'm doing. Anyway, it all came about sort of oddly, a misnaming of something that led me to finally figure out that I'd been calling something the wrong thing. And once I understood that, I was just so charmed anyway, and just hook, line, and sinker. So with all of that, I probably should go. During my morning writing the day, though, I realized that I think I have several projects underway that are really 100-day things, or should be. And there were a couple other things that came up, and I thought, oh, that should be too. I like putting a lot of those little things in play. Trying not to overextend, but a couple of those little things I think I should do. I also decided that I need to start making a list again, doing some tracking maybe, but just starting with a list. I said that I needed a list and at the same time don't want a list, but I think the reality is I need the list. I've gotten away from that a little bit. I do it for work, but I think I need to be more list-minded for a while. And there are many things on the list for today. This feels like a little bit like a peekaboo show. Little mentions of this and that, little windows into what's underway, and yet maybe no clear call of action for you. I do hope that if you started a 100-day project, you are enjoying it. I do. If you didn't start one but would like to just work on a series-based project on your own timeline, I've got some posts that you might find interesting to help you think about that and choose can use this kind of process for any kind of long series or any short series. Somewhere along the way, I thought I should just read you one of those posts, the 11 steps to choosing, and I still think that I should read that to you on a show. I thought I should just read that and record that as an episode. And if I had a camera and could just record for 15 minutes of video footage, even of nothing, just record something that could play with that audio on top, I would definitely post that as a video because we all catch words in different formats. Someone told me that the long form listening doesn't work for her. Just told me the other day and I get that. I really do. Long form reading doesn't always work for many of us either. And I get that too. And it doesn't mean that I managed to shut myself up or stop the flow of words. Unfortunately, even knowing that I am too long-winded, that I talk too much or write too much, I just have trouble stopping. Instagram is constantly telling me my caption is too long, and I always look at it and think, but I didn't actually manage to say anything. Substack will give me a bigger space. So too long for you here or there or in this way or that. I totally understand. I do lots to think about, but I will say that I hope your projects are going well. I hope you share your work with someone and build at the same time, the internal strength to do that. Even when it's awkward or uncomfortable or doesn't generate a lot of response. 
I hope you take a minute now and then to support someone else with a kind word. I hope you find and contribute to communities you care about because it takes a village. That's, you know, what they say. I hope you support creators that you care about because free doesn't mean it doesn't take a lot of work. And just because someone is a small creator doesn't mean it doesn't take a lot of work. I hope, I wish, I am thankful, I am grateful, I am inspired. And I hope you are all of those things too. I also worry, I fear, I mourn, I have anxiety, I am lonely. You might be some of those things. Be sure you are writing things down and make sure affirming statements are part of it, part of what you record, part of what you write down, part of what you letter or collage or paint. Make found poems out of things, clip words and do it that way. Affirmations. I find them particularly awkward for me, which leads me to think about them more and to unpeel that onion a bit more over and over and over again. So here is the note before I go. Here is the note that I mentioned earlier when I found the entry. I said it was in the fall, but when I found it, I was surprised to discover, really surprised, it was July 2022. I thought it had been just a few months ago. If you had put pressure on me to say, I would have said maybe November, but it was July. July 2022, I am parked today waiting, and I really need to use the bathroom, but I had to take someone to an appointment and then another appointment after that. There's this sense of trying to string things together in ways that make sense, ways that cut down on miles, gallons of gas, wear and tear, so I'm parked, and I'm waiting. I'm looking at a set of houses in front of me, row houses, one white, one green, one turquoise, one pink, one lavender, one yellow, and one shrouded in black tarping, getting an update. These houses have the potential to be enchanting. They are like storybook houses, the candy cottage from a fairy tale made full size and a row of them. Some have little turrets, octagonal windows that jut out from an upper floor, and that is so where I would want to be. They have little ornamental decorations, little fleur-de-lis in places that add to that royal icing feel. There are little details that look like rows of small squares, small swatches of woodwork that march across horizontally. Some have stained glass. They all have stairs and some have porches with columns. There is a sunrise detail at the apex of one. I think my favorite today is the turquoise one. It has an interesting siding. It moves in an Escher-like pattern that looks a bit like waves. There are two colors of turquoise. Maybe it's more aqua and a cream. It's got a crispness to it. In the fog of the day, it still looks happy. It has a turret, yes, Its columns and stairwell are mostly obscured from my view by a tree, but I can still see them. And in addition to the octagonal room under the turret, the large lower room is also octagonal, three windows, and one of them has curtains pulled in such a way that the crossbar makes a clear A, the shape of an A. I love spotting letters in the environment this way. As I sat looking at the houses, I saw a woman stop 
almost directly in front of me, across the street, right in front of one of the houses. And there is a small free library there. I hadn't really noticed it. But now I see that it is a model of the house. All the way down to the number of windows and the shape of them. The paint job, the trim. It's like a little dollhouse version of the house itself. A dollhouse version free library. It's fascinating, really. And it's mounted right along the edge of the garage. What a cool thing. The woman had a dog on a leash. And she stood looking at a book she pulled out and the dog sat patiently waiting. Wonderful moments of stopping and watching the vivid burnt orange of the trees farther down the street, the large succulents in the small front patch. It has a bit of the fairy tale view, the storybook charm, but it's also got a bit of grubbiness. There is the sense of tiredness. Maybe you see that when you look around. Maybe there are Things that are contradictions, charming and tired at the same time. Looking for the good, the silver lining, the beautiful lines or details or hints of prior radiance, always important. We frame how we view what we see, how we interpret it. Maybe these houses are run down, a sign of a city in decline, a sign of inflation and skyrocketing prices. Or maybe these houses are a sign that there is whimsy in the world, that streets are lined with shapes and angles and unique character, not just square or rectangular boxes. I don't know. Time passes. Maybe they are just a reminder of that. Time passes. Things shift and cycle and go through periods of decline and then care and renovation or replacement. Change. Look for the good, the silver lining, the beautiful lines or details or hints of prior radiance. You have to look. You frame what you see. It can be one or the other, either or both. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. It ended up longer than I expected. A lot of little bitty things and yet they all take time and I'm already thinking, oh, I meant to mention a little more about that cover. I didn't even mention it and I meant to mention it. So the cover that I mentioned that I take a photo every day of my notebook It is just a composition book is what I decided to do because that was the simplest way to just not make it an issue, just pull it out and do it. But I do have a composition book cover that I made a couple years ago. It is quilted and I love it. It is one of my favorite things that I have made and it makes me happy every time I look at it. But it is an interesting thing in that Because I am posting that photo every day, it is also the same thing every day and sort of like wearing the same dress and it's sort of like using the same coffee mug. I am sure other people will quickly tire of the fact that this is the same notebook every day. And yet really, that is an okay thing. If I could just set up and make everybody a really cool composition book cover, I would certainly do that because it's kind of magical in its own way. It's 
kind of special. So thank you for listening. If you listened all the way through, if the shows weren't so few and far between, sometimes they might be shorter, but just a couple things here today, just little this is and that's. I've been completely busy on all of this stuff, but it's all good and excitement goes a long way. I hope you're excited about something. Be excited. Be excited. Look for glimmer. Look for whimsy. Look for radiance. Be excited. Write it all down and cross out all the bad things. Do it that way. That might work. So I'm Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. You will find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And please do consider following the Substack at illustratedlife.substack.com. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. Thank you to those of you who have supported the show in the past in any way. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.